And of course, the one thing I forgot completely just now. Hi, everybody, by the way, now that we're live, <laughs> is I wanted to, I have to show these off. It should have been starting with that, of course. That's the way you should be doing it. Everybody, how you doing today? Welcome back to Big Apple Hockey. We will have all three of us on tonight. The band is finally back together, and that's exactly what we need to be doing. So I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams, and I'm waiting for my close-up. There it is. And I am joined by the host of the final buzzer, Mr. John Fulkowski. Too sweet. That was awesome yesterday, watching that game. And we have a lot that we're going to be covering today. Who is going to have more more in their career? Jack Eichel for playoff goals or Mike Trout? Well, I'll leave you on that number in a moment. We're going to talk about the games that are happening tonight that are only going to be starting in just about half an hour. And, of course, the game that's starting tomorrow night, the New York Islanders and their season opener. But we begin with the game we love to talk about. A lot of us talked about it yesterday. The New York Rangers beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1 to one last night. And, of course, you could see a full breakdown of that game watching the final buzzer with that man, Mr. John Polkowski. And also, if you need some 60-second reviews, you just need a little bit of a quick one then I'm going to be, be trying to post 60-second reviews on Instagram as well as trying to get some for the Islanders as well. But full breakdowns and conversation, that's the guy you talk to because you can't find – you're not going to find better ones on than that on YouTube. So also check us out, BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. Philk, let's go with last night. How big of a win or a statement is this game – is this the first game of a Stanley Cup season for the New York Rangers, or is it just one game? I'm going to say yes to all that. And although I, uh, I, I, I took the Rangers as a Stanley Cup pick, as a, as a, as a homer pick, but I'm just going to say yes because they just it's a statement, it's a win, it's a big win, and it's the start of what we all hope is a big Stanley Cup winning season for them. And uh, as, as we already have people pointing out here, like Mike is saying, 64% face, 63.8%, I believe, on faceoffs last night was the actual number. But um, big wins on the faceoffs, leading to sustained offense. Rangers kept Tampa to the outside for the majority of the game. Not a lot of high danger chances high, uh, against. Not a lot of uh, you know scoring chances against in general. Not a lot of shots against in general either. Igor Shosturkin stopped 25 of 26 for a 963 save percentage last night. So um, I think he is the leader in save percentage as of right now, it's safe to say, probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, there, just a great, great uh, three-period, full, full ice, two-way effort from this team, complete effort from everybody. All six defenders looked great. Forward lines looked great. Um, fourth line was decent. You know, they even got uh, – Barkley Goodrow got a goal. So, that uh, I believe he was playing on the fourth line in, in that shift. You know, Ryan Lindgren with the shot, uh, Goodrow with the tip, which was their only even strength goal. Mika Zibanejad. Can we call him Mika Zibanejad at this point? Because I think teams are going to have to start calling him daddy. Uh, or we're going to have to get a daddy <laughs> home type uh, gif or, or clip somewhere here because uh, 
Mika Zibanejad was uh, daddy last night to Tampa Bay, and he put on a show and a half with that shorthanded dazzler and the uh, the power play rocket from his office, if you want to call it the Ovechkin spot, as it's been referred to in the past, rocketed one into the net. Igor was Igor when he had to be Igor, and uh, you heard the Igor's better chance throughout the night. I know we're kind of poking the bear with that again with Vasilevsky. But Don't poke the bear, now with Andre Vasilevsky, folks. No, and Vasilevsky was great last night. You got to give him credit because if he wasn't as good as he was, that's a six or seven to one game in favor of the Rangers. The Rangers absolutely dominated them. Um, the only part where I thought it was ever really close is the first half of the first period. So, yes. um, you know what? I, I love the start, loved what I saw. And Zach Jones, my, my hat, I'm going to tip it to him because Zach Jones was incredible last night. He played very well. Um, his defense really, really stuck out and surprised me. He made a couple of plays on guys like Nick Paul, uh, got, potty, got body position on him. And for a guy like Nick Paul's size, 6'3", 220 in that range, that's that's pretty impressive for Zach Jones. It kind of reminds you of another Ranger defenseman that's at the top of the, the pecking uh, order there in New York, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Uh, Mr. It kind of does. Kind of does. He's a good skater like him. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think Jones is probably even a better skater than Fox. I, I, I just, you know what? If he starts picking up little things like that from Fox, you never know with Zach Jones. So, but great overall effort from everybody. Uh, kids looked good, even though they were separated. Keandre Miller, right where he left off. And Jacob Truba, a real good first game for him as captain. So, good to see Mika Zibanejad get the Broadway hat from Truba, then give it back to him. For his first game as the captain. So awesome to see his teams coming together. They look really good. Great start. It is a great start. There's a lot of it that you can't help but say there is so many good things to point out. We do have a couple negatives. We're going to give you some of those in a minute. But it's, as you said it best, Andre Vasilevsky. Wow, what a game that he had. Which was sweeter, Philk? The moves that Banajad put on to get the shorthanded goal or the pass from Panarin to get the power play goal. The move from Zibanejad. And yeah. I, I don't even have to think twice about that. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the reason why. And it, it, it comes out to one word or actually I'm going to, you know what? I'll expand it. It comes down to two words because one helps the other edge work, which helps deception. And yeah. That edge work for Mika Zibanejad helps him sell shot so hard on that play. And Vasilevsky bites, and Zibanejad just comes in, and he looks like Pavel friggin' Datsuk with that edge work there. Yeah. Almost toe-picking it, comes in, pivots, and then just boom, backhand, top cheese, bar Mexico, all day, baby. Oh, gotta love it. And by the way, if you want a tutorial on edge work, just follow Phil's Twitter feed uh, because he'll talk a lot about edge work all the time on his Twitter feed. But Phil got to go to one negative headline that came out of last night. Uh, I'm not killing him for it, but the Vitaly Kratzov error lasted one shift. Maybe. Why two. are we? Why are we? Why are we going to doomsay like this though? That I, I'm. Well, what's, what, what's the latest news on it today? We're in day-to-day at the end? It's day-to-day. Now, it's now day-to-day. You know what? We, and you know what? And, and I, I get it. You know, Hedman was separating a player from the puck. But why does Hedman have to lean on Kravtsov's neck? 
I gotta agree with you on that one. That's that's a bit of gamesmanship and dirty gamesmanship. Yeah, that that's a dirty that's a dirty part of the play. I have no problem with him squeezing him into the boards. That that that's pinning someone to the boards. That's fine. But there was no reason for Hedman to lean on Kravtsov's neck like that. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm wishing the kid well. It's just that it's it's another. It's just another obstacle you're going to have to learn to overcome, especially being the NHL. Uh, but health, you have to manage your health a lot. Let, just... Let's get back to something positive here, though. When when Alexi Lafreniere was put in that role on that second line, he looked great. Oh, he looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal there. Looked, and you know what? He, he might phenomenal. have just seized that role. Yeah. So, Anthony? Uh, he's, he's coming back. He's I think he was just checking in on us. Yeah, I, Anthony I will be with there. us momentarily, everybody. Yeah, I, I thought we had Anthony there for a second. Sorry, everybody. But um, uh, I'm going to agree with this right here. Um, the double penalty was a, a bunch of garbage. Um, the Goodrow penalty was not a penalty. That that was a terrible call. Um, and then Stamkos, obviously, with that one-time rocket, you know, he had Shesterkin going the other way. Nine out of ten goaltenders, nine out of ten times are not going to stop that shot. I'll so. say 99 out of a hundred. That is, yeah. that is Steven Stamkos at his finest. And uh, I have him as a fantasy hockey center. So I didn't mind about that myself. And now joining in the fray right now, Mr. Anthony LaRocco and the hockey Triforce is back at one. Triforce. Anthony. So last night is that game for the New York Rangers, their first of a Stanley cup season or just one game. You might. Oh, hold on. I got it. They, they, they looked awesome, Mark. But it's just, uh, it's just one game, which is why your your bar talk uh, topic of the Golden Knights are back is just uh, utterly ridiculous, man. It made me laugh. Because, <laughs> well, that you got to save that for the bar talk. <laughs> yeah, um, it's one game. I mean, it's obviously you want to see your team win the first game, but all in all, um, it doesn't really have much much effect. But if you're a Ranger fan, you're encouraged what you saw last night. Uh, they looked good. They outplayed Tampa. Um, I mean, what they outshot them by almost double, right? The the Shesterkin had twenty six. Uh, he faced twenty six shots. The Rangers yep, put on thirty. I think it was thirty nine twenty six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they played they played a lot better than Tampa. They controlled really every asset of the game, um, facet of the game. But yeah, they look great. They look great. Um, Zabinajad he's starting off hot. Uh, shorthanded goal too, which is it's just nice to see. Special teams coming in play early here, but um, they, like I said, they they really owned Tampa last night. And um, and if you're a Tampa fan, I wouldn't read much into it. You know, your team's still going to be a hell of a hockey team, I think. Uh, but I mean, everything went well for the Rangers last night. And just Anthony, can you remind me one thing last year? Because a lot of uh, two of us picked New York to make the Stanley Cup Finals last yeah. year different New York team this is where I'm going to get at. And I believe they won their opener last year as well. So you can vouch. It is a long way to go. You need to do a lot more. And we lose, <laughs> and, and we lose and Anthony here for a second. So Anthony's got to click off and go into dad mode for a second. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah. you know, what? it's funny. I want to, I want to talk about Tampa just for a second. It, the Rangers did good to take advantage of a Tampa team that was missing Anthony Sorelli, Zach Bogosian, and obviously Ian Cole with everything that's going on. So, um, you know, to, to, to do what they did, yes, they were 
Tampa was down their number two center. And I don't know if you want to consider Cole a top four defenseman at this point, but Tampa's already playing with a depleted defensive unit. So to have two of their starters out on top of that, the Rangers had to win this game and they came out and they did so convincingly. So, so good on them and good on Gerard Gallant for really forcing the issue on Tampa. Yeah. And Anthony, as you can agree, the, like I led you in before, the Rangers got a long way to go before they can even start thinking about things. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's, it's one game. It's one game, but it's off to a right start. All right. And that's what you want to hear. So, by the way, everybody, once again, you can follow us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes. We're all over the place. And uh, you can listen to us for the podcast, which I'll be loading up for tomorrow in case if you haven't heard it today. But we got a lot more to cover today. And I do mean the words a lot. Because, hey, Anthony, tomorrow night, UBS Arena, are you going? Um, you know, I'm not, honestly. Uh, you know, just got back from the Bahamas and really uh, tapped out all my babysitting uh, people to really watch that for a long time. So it's, <laughs> it would be irresponsible of me to ask for another favor uh, so quick after being back. But, um, yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm not going, but I, I will be watching. I might be going, actually, uh, with – friends of mine that are in town they all want to go see the islanders tomorrow night which means i would actually miss the ranger game which i'd have to catch up on that but getting to what that is tomorrow night the islanders are ready to start their season and we've talked about them before anthony that they're one team as i got the record for you right over here that they've failed to make the playoffs at the two eastern conference finals two games over nhl 500 they're one of few teams i could say that not only do they need a whole new season but they need to play like the way they ended last season. I would say them, the Vancouver Canucks, the Buffalo Sabres, or three of them you can think of. So with that said, who is the most important New York Islander tomorrow night and for this season? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's the obvious, right? Uh, their goaltender, Ilya Sorokin. And then, you know, Matt Barzell, fresh off his contract extension. Um, he's got a new coach now who looks to be possibly, you know, kind of, giving them some more offensive freedom as opposed to what Trotz did. So, um, you know, time is now for him to, you know, get back to the level that a lot of people think he could be at. So um, I think for sure the most two important Islanders, but uh, you know, they're, they're a team that, that gets complete, get a complete buy-in from everybody on the roster. You know, they, they're your prototypical uh, playoff hockey team, really. That's where they play their best hockey. Everyone needs to be pulling the rope at the same time. So, it's going to take a total team effort, but those two are leading the charge. Phil Anthony cheated a little bit and took two people for the most important Islander. So you can reuse one if you want to. <laughs> uh, you know what? I know a lot of people are going to say you can only go as far as your goaltending can go, but I, I, I got to say it's got to be Matt Barzell. This, this is now you got to prove that you're worth that $9 million AAV, 9.125 million. Sorry. AAV, um, you, Barry Trotz is now gone. So like Anthony alluded to before, there's a little more offensive freedom from him. Uh, I still think he needs help on the wings. I, I don't think the Islanders did enough to improve or did anything rather to improve at, uh, you know, at, at the forward positions. You know, hopefully the, uh, an, an emergence of Oliver Wallstrom would help. And maybe with Barry Trotz being gone, maybe the reins could be off him a little bit because as we all know, Oliver Wallstrom found himself inexplicably in Barry Trotz's doghouse quite a few times over uh, the tenure that Barry Trotz was there and Wallstrom was with the team. 
So maybe Oliver Wallstrom can be the team's X factor, but I think Matt Barzell is the uh, the most important player on the uh, the Islanders right now. And I'm going to go completely off the board from oh wait, Anthony. Well, it's funny Phil brought up Oliver Wallstrom because I think as of right now it looks like he's not going to play tomorrow in the opener. Um, he missed the last couple of days in camp, uh, so I think he fell behind a little bit. And I think right now Lane Lambert likes how everyone's playing. So um, I think Kiefer Bellows is going to be in the lineup um, over Wallstrom, at least for the time being. But um, eventually he's going to get back in. I mean, that's a fact. But I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. And I'm going to go off the board with my pick because I'll tell you one thing. The New York Islanders, if they get a big season out of Noah Dobson, that might change a lot of their fortunes. Uh, we were talking about it before, Phil, uh, during the Islanders preview last week. I was stunned when I found out they had the 11th ranked power play last year. But Anthony put up <laughs> this graphic in our group chat today. They had the fourth best power play after April 1st. Uh, sorry, February 1st. And um, for comparison, the Rangers were right behind them as the fifth best, and Vancouver was the best. So you got to look at those teams being something – that they just want to pick right up, get going again. And, you know, the Islanders, uh, they uh, they got a fresh slate. Let's see how they do. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? That power play was very good down the stretch. And, and a big part of that is the emergence of Noah Dobson, who was one of the top offensive point producers, I also believe, from that point and on. Uh, I, I almost 40 of his uh, 50 points came from December and on, I believe it was 46 points from December 5th on. Yes, that's that's the number I was about to say. I knew I saw it somewhere, but uh, it just he had an incredible season. I, I would look for him to replicate at least 40 points. It, it, you want him to put up another 50. But, I mean, it depends on what they're going to do with him in the usage and then the power play itself and how that clicks. So, you know, know, a big thing for his offense would be the power play continuing to uh, produce at the rate that it produced from that point on. Um, You wonder if Wallstrom can come back and if Wallstrom's finally going to get the time there because he's the best shooter on the team. I don't care what anybody says. He's got the best shot on the team, hands down. Brock Nelson's probably a close second. But... You want Oliver Wallstrom there. You want him to develop. You want him to get the time and the offensive chances that he needs. Him being on the power play would be big. Your two best power play options or two of your best three are probably going to be Wallstrom and Dobson. So, you know, if the Islanders, like I said, if they can continue to produce on the power play that way, you're going to get Vezina caliber goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. That's pretty much a given. I'm not I'm not even worried about that. Uh, the only thing you'd really be worried about is probably even strength offense from the Islanders. And then, um, you know, just adjusting to Lane Lambert. Uh, you know, we, we've seen protégés of great coaches fail in locations. I'm not necessarily worried about Lambert. I still think he's a little bit of a wild card, though, because you, you do have to play have a wait and see type of approach with him. I'm not saying he's Todd Reardon, who just fell flat on his face under Barry, you know, after Barry Trotz left. But you know, it's still he's still got something to prove. So uh, you know, that's that's my uh, that's probably my biggest X factor is probably just how the team adjusts to Lambert's system and how he can push the buttons of the guys. Anthony, last word. Yeah, listen, I think, and we talked about this before. Every everything that went wrong for him last season did, and I think a lot of these guys just want to start afresh, forget everything that happened last year. 
Um, the belief in their room, as opposed to what anybody else may think on the outside, the belief in the room is that they're a really good team and that they can get back to the conference finals. So um, I think they're going to be motivated to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, and they're going to come out and play Islander hockey. And I think, you know, as good as Trotz was, I think maybe they did need a fresh face. Uh, and I think, like I said, they're going to come out and hope to shake everything uh, that they went through last year. And again, you know, this, the foundation is there. They got really good goaltending. Um, their top four is is pretty good. I mean, hell, you have Scott Mayfield playing in the bottom pair right now. So they're they're deep on defense. They just need to score more. They need to score more. And it starts with Lane Lambert giving them more offensive freedom within that system um because that because Lou didn't do anything for the outside so that's all they can do right now is give the players more freedom offensively and hope to that leads to more goal scoring but um you know I'm excited uh because it's a fresh start we'll see what happens and I think they're gonna come out and play really hard well I can tell you one thing the message sort of around the entire New York State area as far as their hockey teams go Take the shackles off the kids. Let them go. So now it's time to see what they yeah. all can do, regardless if it's Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson, Alexei Lafreniere and Capo Caco. So, and a matter of fact, go across the river. Jack Hughes and the rest of the boys over there, they want to they wanna take all the shackles off. So, everybody, that's, that's it for those two. Don't forget to make sure that you are liking us, subscribing, and hitting the bell. Sorry, Anthony, that I'm completely covering your head at the moment, but uh, we're all whores and that's what we have to do for that. <laughs> uh, I am trying to take a breath and a beat because there is another story that kind of came out this week that we have to cover. And unfortunately, I hate it that I have to say the words we have to cover it. And um, it has to do with the turmoil that happened with Hockey Canada this week. We were discussing it last week that. Uh, earlier this year, they confirmed that they paid off almost $9 million to 21 settlements for sexual assault complaints against his players since 1989. Adrian, Andrea Skinner, uh, on a on a managerial change, this is one of the most tone-deaf quotes, I think, ever, uh, Phil. Well, will the lights stay on at the rink? I don't know. To me, it's not a risk worth taking. Finally, the sponsors... Follow the money. Always follow the money. That goes back to the Watergate scandal, which is uh, Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons, Scotia Bank, and uh, tell us all in their sponsorships with Hockey Canada, at least on the men's side, if not completely, because Tim Hortons did cancel their their money for the men. And then. Uh, quotes like this one we are deeply disheartened by the lack of action and commit uh, commitment from hockey canada to drive necessary cultural change that was from the tell statement and one of the rare times i agree with justin trudeau it boggles my mind that hockey canada has not made a change eventually this week they fire scott smith and andrea skinner and the board of directors all resign amid the scandals filk uh you're you get you get fired up better than anyone else on this. Give me your thoughts. I, I don't know if I can even get fired up by this because it's it's disturbing. It, it's it's beyond disturbing. It's to the point where you're actually scared. And and I sit back and I say to myself, thank God I'm not like you know someone like Anthony who's a parent. You know, like what happened if you were you were Canadian, you put you two of your daughters through this, and something like this happened. You know, like. 
this this is stuff you think about when you're a parent and you know and and it's it's awful that this that this happened because th this is just terrible it, it, how how can these people live at night knowing that they they settled over nine million dollars over 21 cases since 1989 like and then never mind that but i mean not never mind it but but just to add i should say poor choice of words there on my part but to add you had you had the the scandals that went on with the juniors with um with um what uh, grant james who molested Theo Fleury and, and Sheldon Kennedy and, and and stuff like that that was happening in the 80s. Like, there is a long history of this. Why did it take nearly 40 years for this to finally happen? And, and that's what I want to know. Like, what? why? And there's just – there's no sense to be made of it. It's just disgusting. And then Andrea Skinner, you know, you're a woman. In a woman's world, you have a, you have a chance to – to make a statement and and come out and, and go against everything that's out there, these these stigmas that apparently exist, that you know, and you turned around and you delivered one of the most tone deaf quotes you could have ever delivered in the history of public relations. Like, what were you doing? Did you insert your head into your rear end and and decide to go onto a microphone and, and say that? Because that's where your head was when you said that. It had to be. There's no other reason. There's no other explanation to it. So, I mean, th this is just something that had to change. It had to happen. And you know what? It it's disgusting that it took everybody pulling their plugs financially for it to actually happen. Because if that didn't happen, we'd still be in the same conundrum right now. And these people would still be in there. And they'd still have their cushy little jobs, sleeping in their big beds at, at night, not worrying about a thing while these victims are out here dealing with the trauma of what they've dealt with for the last however many years that they've been affected from it. So sad, but you know what? Thank God that these people can now finally, you know, be gone with, you know, I, I would say the term rest in piss for all I care. <laughs> Anthony, give me your opinion on this as I'm continuing to grind my teeth uh, when my, my turn comes up. Um, it's just it the, the culture for far too long we just just protected these players um, and everything that's gone on. I, I remember reading the reading the article on the Athletic. I don't know who was the writer that first put it out um, about that after the World Juniors they were at some gala and events that transpired and you know all the players and what the what the poor young woman you know told her side of the story instead of what happened and. Um, how these players were just protected and swept under the rug. And, and you know what? It's 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 ridiculous that these these kids, because they were kids, were just they're they're treated like they're celebrities. They feel like they could do no wrong. I get it, you're proud, you won, you go out and you celebrate, but there's a fine line that you don't cross. And then when they, you know, when you basically give them carte blanche to do anything they want, you know, drink underage and go into bars and do all this, um, you know, like I said, they, they think who they are. They, they, they think that they're, like I said, celebrities. They, they're untouchable. Um, they think nothing can happen to them. And for so long, this type of stuff was just swept under the rug. Oh, no, can't get it out. Let's, let's buy you off. We'll give you X amount of dollars to, to just, you know, make this go away. Um, I'm sorry. I, I got to say something real quick. I, I hate to cut you off, but you guys have seen Varsity Blues, right? Yes. You yes. remember the scene where tweeter steals the car the cop car and then they're in the restaurant and kilmer's sitting there and the two cops are talking about about it and the old guys are talking about it and how you know tweeter went and exposed himself and whatnot 
and Kilmer turns around and asks them all if there's a problem. Yeah. This is what this is. Mm. This is the real life embodiment of that scene right there. Because like Anthony said, these guys are getting carte blanche treatment to go around to do whatever the hell they want with zero accountability. Zero. Yep. And this is what this culture has come down to. This is what they have built. Yeah. Because uh, Anthony, finish your thought. No one and, and no one really – I mean, Connor McDavid's comments on it over the summer was very disappointing. It was almost like he just was making excuses. Um, I mean, Kel McCarr, I think, was the only one who actually like said something that – you know, felt like real and like was kind of like angry and suggested that stuff needed to be changed. But, uh, and that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to take one of these top guys to stand up and just say how disgusting it is. And, um, but no one, but no one really has the balls because they all, uh, you know, they're all basically under the, the power of Hockey Canada and they don't want to say the wrong thing. But, um, that's what should happen. You know, Connor McDavid is being the best hockey player in the world and he's Canadian. He should come forward and say that, you know, enough is enough. And, you know, the, the, the culture in this type of case needs to change and there needs to be accountability. That would go a long way. Um, but I'm glad nonetheless that there seems to be some change going on with a lot of these uh, sponsors pulling out and basically putting the screws to them and, and forcing them to recognize the issue. So, um, but, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but it looks like maybe things will finally start to turn a corner. I will say, lastly, I would like to see, because a lot of these players um, that were on that roster were kind of unnamed. Um, I would like to see, you know, who really was involved in this because it's just it's yeah. disgusting and they, and they should be punished. You know, my first thought is to go into is, is before I start getting at the players, because accountability would be a huge factor. And I'm grinding my teeth just now just thinking, did anybody learn anything from the Blackhawks? You learn nothing from this. It's no. just going to keep on going. It, idiots. All the managerial people are idiots. Every last one of them. Hold them accountable right then and there. I understand that the players come and go. Maybe sometimes it takes some time to get uh, some of the, the, the settlements in there and the accusations come out. And then you don't want to there, – there's other factors. I'm just saying that. As far as the management goes, management basically has been there for years and, and and Scott Smith and Andrea Skinner, I mean, that 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 quote from Andrea Skinner is one of the worst I've ever seen in in any public moment. And you, you're going to say, how about this one? We're taking every accusation seriously and every report seriously, and we are going to make sure that it's handled with integrity for the for Hockey Canada, which is one of the best. When you think of Canada, you think of hockey. And then if you end up having to resign, you re you say, I tried to do the right thing. I tried to do it with dignity. Instead, they just went, nothing to see here. There you go. Don't worry about it. We're all, we're all good. No, no. And, you know, and, you know, that that's one of those things. And I guarantee some of those executives were going, well, it happened before I got here. So I'm not taking the fall for it. You know what? When the music stops and, and you don't have a seat, there you go. You're done. Like, get just just get out. Just get out. The, the amount of trust they have to rebuild for Hockey Canada now. And if I want to be clear, if this happened with USA Hockey, I'd have the same reaction. 
I'd have the same reaction. It doesn't matter who is in charge with USA hockey. No. Like, come on. And, and then, and then on top of that, on top of that, you have everything that uh, that that's come out about Ian Cole in the last few days. Oh God. Yeah, that was that was grooming uh, a minor. That that that's disgusting. That's absolutely yeah. disgusting. And that and and it, if if that turns out to be true, then if it turns out to be true, we're going to stress that. And you know what? Because we we don't know anything as of yet. Really, we we just we have we have the statement from the victim. That's all that we have at this point. But if that turns out to be true, that guy should be in jail for a very 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 long time. Yeah, long time. And and you know what? We always talk about you know the court of public opinion these days. But I've got to say this: that the Ian Cole situation, with everything that's gone on over the last however many years, and especially the last few years with hockey culture that's totally believable that's absolutely 110 percent believable so i wouldn't be shocked if he didn't I, I, we don't know at this point but i wouldn't be shocked if he did so that yeah, that is yeah. a sad state that we are in right now to the point where that something like this this terrible this disgusting this vile is believable and it's 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 just you gotta keep all this stuff out of the game and the culture culture needs to change. I agree. I agree with that. 100% culture needs to change because uh, it's, it's, it's like that old Simpsons joke about there's been three meltdowns since you've been in charge. One is too many. So that that's, that, we're going to close it off on, on this one because it's it again, it's just something that just disgusts me just even thinking about it. And I know I was late to the party and I know that there were people when we were doing the World Juniors preview that was saying cancel the whole tournament, but that's sort of not fair to some of the kids that are participating mm-hmm. in it now. But there's just things that just, you know, we're going to move on because we got a lot more lighthearted stuff to do with this. So, uh, yeah, John, that's 100%. Accountability, Accountability is just non-existent right now. And that's the thing. Hold everybody accountable. The, you know, I, my, my, my saying at the bar is at the end of the night, I have to sign my name saying I checked everything out. So it's on me. It's always on me. So we're going to move on, guys, because we got some bar talk to do. And we actually have Filk in town or <laughs> on, on the show, I mean, to see him in the in the new intro for it. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. I've got to say, I, I, I missed the Mark screeching intro. <laughs> the, uh, the, I'm buying everybody around on this. Everybody around. Doesn't he yeah, sound that's like, when, oh, that's oh, when you know we get, to, we get to the, the, the weird Mark where it's, or the really angry what? Mark where I'm, I'm 14 and, and, years old. Actually, I was probably about 10 because my voice lowered very quickly, but Anthony, everybody doesn't like does, doesn't Mark sound like Salvato when he does that screeching thing. He does. He does a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. But everybody welcome back to big apple hockey's bar talk where we're gauging uh, our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're going to buy everybody around? Are you so, so, and you just want a beer or, Oh my God, just give me a shot. I need, I need a shot, something bad. And by the way, as I mentioned all the time, we still have some of the Big Apple Hockey Trucker hats. You can get them in the eBay yeah. link that's on the bottom. 
I've I've been selling them person to person, so uh, the that's the reason why they're dwindling. Until get yours before we have to we we have to reorder more, and you have to wait. All right, Filk. Last night, one of the big numbers every New York Ranger fan was looking at last night was sixty three percent on faceoffs. The New York Rangers will continue to be a very good faceoff team. I'm gonna say beer. Because I think Vinny Trocek will help that. I think Ryan Carpenter can help that. And I, I, I'm not sure about Mika Zibanejad. He's kind of like a 50% kind of guy in his career abouts. Maybe a little higher or lower, give or take. Uh, Philip Hedel actually had a real good night on them too. So uh, I'm not ready to say round, but I, I, am, I am cautiously optimistic here. Beer. Anthony. I'll go beer too. Um, I do agree. I think Carpenter will help. Uh, and obviously Trocek um, is a strong sentiment, so it'll help too. Um, you know, it's, and listen, face-offs, we always talk about it. It's pretty underrated. Uh, I think on the on the one goal, who was it that got beat clean in the circle? And then he sent over the one-timer to Stamkos and they scored. So um, this goes winning face-offs is a big part yep. of hockey. So, um, but yeah, I, I think beer, I think they have, they have a lot of guys in place to be a pretty good face-off team. Number one metric is always possession. They talk about possession all the time. Face-offs equal possession. How many times have you guys just even playing hockey in the years you've played, you just went, um, you, 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 you just, you lost the draw. The next thing you knew it was in the back of the net. I mean, I've, I've used to score. I used to score on draws. Now, granted that was, uh, that was, that was 18 when I did that. So I was much more talented back then. So I'm buying everybody's shot on that or is buying around because they need to be, you want to be a great team, get better at face-offs. You can't be. And the, the worst part about running all these, I never had a chance to put this guy run up. Can't be 24th in the league. Like they were last year. So Anthony Pierre Lebrun says Patrick Kane could end up with the Rangers and the Islanders. The Islanders should stay away from Patrick Kane. Yeah, cause cause a little bit of stir with Isles fans after that one. Um, devil's advocate here. I mean, listen, if you can get Patrick Kane, that's great. But um, I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say round only because he's he's still playing at an elite level, um, but he's 34 years old. He's a pending UFA, um, and the Blackhawks are still gonna want a lot for him. And as an Islander for their organization, do you really want to give up a? You know, all to Ratu in a deal for Patrick Kane when there's no guarantee, you know, um, he would stay beyond the year. Um, you know, they're not going to get a play like Noah Dobson or, La, you know, Alexis Lafreniere for Kane, but he's still not going to come cheap either. Um, and I'm not sure I, I really have the appetite to give up Ratu or William DeFore. So as much as I would want him and I'd still be happy if they got him, I, I would also say be weary of acquiring Patrick Kane. Felk. I'm going to say beer. Uh, the reason why is because where are the Islanders when the trade deadline comes around? Are are they a real good team that looks like they need one last piece to put them over the top? Or are they a team that's on the playoff bubble where you think maybe they can win around or something like that? Would it be worth it for them at that point to give up that much for a guy like Keynes? I'm not exactly sure. So, And you know what? I got 10 seconds to say this. If you can get them, go get them. And the Islanders are going to be one of the teams that can actually fit them under the salary cap. So I'm going to say beer on that, although I can see all the negative sides on that because that means the Islanders don't have to give up nearly as much. So, everybody, let's go back to the next one. 
They play, I believe, right now they're starting up. The Washington Capitals are more likely to make the playoffs or to miss the playoffs than the Boston Bruins. Uh, sorry, Anthony. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say shot. I'm not really I'm not really a fan of Boston. Um, you know, Marshan's out, uh, Grizzlick's out. I believe McAvoy's out too. Um, they brought back an aging Krejci. Yeah, they still have Pasternak, who's really good. Bergeron is still going to be Patrice Bergeron. Um, and, I mean, Swayman, Olmark, and Gold, their overall depth. I'm not in love with Taylor Hall, Craig Smith. Um, I think Boston's more likely to miss the playoffs than the Capitals. Phil? I think Boston is more likely to miss the playoffs than Washington. Um so I, I'm, I'm going to say uh, shot on this. I, I think Washington still has a real good amount of firepower um, to work with. I, I don't like either team's situation in net. I, I don't think Swayman's really that good. I don't think Allmark is really that good either. I think they're the lower end of starting caliber goaltenders. And I think there's a goaltending controversy in Boston that still needs to be figured out before Boston even tries to do anything. But you're missing McAvoy. You're missing... Um, Marshand, Krejci comes back, but what are we getting from Krejci who's been out of the NHL? Bergeron is a year older. And for, for me, my biggest concern is that I can point to several great hockey players over the years and say that they all started declining at the age of 37. Is this going to happen with Patrice Bergeron as well? So uh, yeah. I'm going with Washington here. I'm going to go with shot and be quick about it as well, because you guys took up all the time that, yeah, it's, uh, well, I it's, told you to reset the timer because it was 10 seconds in. You're <laughs> right now. All right. So I'm going to have to do that too, but no, I'm, I'm going to do that anyway. But, uh, I, I have to go with the fact that there, I Washington right now, they're on year three of Peter Laviolette. They're probably, got it right. Yeah. I've, I've been practicing. <laughs> um, but uh, Peter Laviolette, they're 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 either going to be real good or they're going to fall off a cliff. God only knows what's going to happen with that. And then also on top of that, then there's the, I mean the injuries for both teams: Backstrom for uh, the Capitals, Tom Wilson for the Capitals, Marchand for uh, for the for the Bruins. And then the next question is: Are is Pasternak getting traded? There's so many other things. I gotta go with gotta go with shot on this. So I will go and reset that timer in just a moment. Guys, the other game that's starting tonight is the Colorado Avalanche will raise their Stanley Cup banner. Colorado Avalanche will win the President's Trophy. And I got to go Filk on this one. I'm going to say beer. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I picked Calgary to win it, if I was correct. You are correct. We all did. Yeah. So I, I picked Calgary, but um, yeah, so I'm going to say beer. Uh, I think Colorado is going to be one of the top three teams in the league. I would say um, it depends really for me, their success depends on one thing. How does Alex Newhook play as the number two center behind Nathan McKinnon at this point? He had 30, he had 30 something points last year. in I think 70 games, he was over, he was about a point by every other game pace. But does Newhook take that next step this year? That's the biggest thing for me. Because if, if that's figured out, then they're going to be just fine. Anthony? I'm going to go beer as well. Um, I mean, they certainly could because they're still going to be one of the best teams in the league. 
Um, but I, I think I think it's going to be Calgary. Um, I think Calgary's stronger in goal. I'm not really sold on Gorgiev uh, as a starter. Um, and just I, I don't know. I just I just think Calgary's going to be the best team in the regular season. So uh, we'll see. Could be wrong, but um, I'm going with the Flames. So therefore, beer. Wicked. If you could have seen the if you you looked up as Anthony said, I'm not really a fan of Georgiev, and both of me and Phil are shaking our heads at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I got I got I got to go with just a beer on this one because I don't know if they can win it if Francois ends up taking the the job. But on the other hand, I mean they got a lot of offense. Does Bowen Byram take a step forward? Uh, they have so much talent on that team, even still. But you're right about that, Alex Newhook is is going to be the key if he can be the second line center that that's that's it for them so i'm gonna let that timer just continue to run down and boston and just took a one nothing lead over washington there you go our play uh bergeron rebound hey by the way so today the maple leafs are playing the canadians and the vancouver canucks are hosting the edmonton oilers a Canadian team will make the Stanley Cup Finals this year. I'm going to actually start it off, boys, and uh, I'm going to say sh- uh, I'm going to actually. Sorry, I got to buy everybody around. I got to go the other way because I picked the Calgary Flames to to go all the way, and if that's the case, it's Calgary Flames. Here's a list of the teams that made the Stanley Cup Finals since 2000. Did I miss anybody, guys? Because I got the Canadians in 2020, Canucks in 2011. Senators and the Flames. I'm just feeling like I might have missed someone. So, Anthony, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta go round, right? I picked the Flames, so um, <laughs> it makes it easy. Uh, Calgary, um, I, I really like them. I really like their their makeup of the team. Um, I think they could have easily just folded and went home after losing, you know, Gaudreau, and then finding out Kachuk wanted out. Uh, but they didn't. And on top of that, you signed Nazem Kadri. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like I like them, and I think round they're going to go to Stanley Cup Finals. And Phil, what do you think? Well, that was my prediction too. Calgary was uh, going to the Stanley Cup Finals, so uh, yeah, uh, I I think Calgary is going to make it. I, I just think they are arguably the most balanced team in the NHL right now. It just they have a ton of talent. Um, they've got two really good, reliable centers in Kadri and Lindholm. Uh, I think Dylan Dubé is going to step up because he's going to be put into a top six role this year with uh, Johnny Gaudreau uh, leaving. Obviously, Cuberto was traded for uh, Kachuk. So, you know, you're, you're replacing one elite winger with another elite winger in a trade. So that's almost like a lateral move. But you're losing... Johnny Gaudreau, who's an elite winger himself, and I think Dylan Dubé and Andrew Mangiapane can help make up for the loss of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Calgary. I love adding Uyghur on defense. I, I think that's a huge addition for them. And Jacob Markstrom was a Vezina finalist last year. So you, you, you got a great goaltender in there as well. And I, I think they're just totally – they're just – from head to toe, they're just so well-balanced. Guys, there was a hell of a third period last night. For between the um, LA Kings and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. What a game that was. That, yeah. that was a great game and then just uh, amazing how it ended. Last minute goal by uh, Mark Stone. So, 
Actually, I had it right there for you. That was a so, yeah. so it was alluded to by the man in the bottom box down there. But Anthony, the Las Vegas Golden Knights are back. Um, sh- shot. Um, it, it's 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 one game. Um, they they played obviously really well. Mark Stone's healthy, so that could go a long way with having them be upper echelon again. Um, but it's one game, Mark, and and Logan Thompson um, is their goaltender right now, with Leonard out for the year. I'm, I'm still not really sure on him, um, and their overall depth. I mean, you got Marsh, so you got Stone, uh, you got Eichel, but I'm not really sold on Amadio and Stevenson and some of the other pieces they got there at the forward position. Um, ridiculous question, Mark. Um, might not even make the playoffs. We'll see, but uh, it's a shot. All right, Phil. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say beer. I, I, I seem like such a middle of a meh kind of guy. I, I, I don't want to say round or anything like that, but um, I, I'm going to say beer because I, I love Bruce Cassidy as a coach. I really do. Um, they are missing some guys right now, and that's a big win for them last night because they're, they're missing Robin Leonard. Nolan Patrick's probably out for – the year, maybe even his career might even be over for all we know. Uh, but they still got a good roster. You added Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel looked good. One of the things that the that the crew was saying last night in that game was that that was a very, very high-paced game. And Vegas has a ton of speed. And you know what? Pacioretty wasn't slow, but he wasn't a burner. Phil Kessel's a great skater. I think he's going to fit right in. You got a full year of Jack Eichel now, who's finally adjusted to his new settings, and he's healthy. And your body, um, yeah, they're they're going to be a a, a force to re- to be reckoned with. I think Vegas. So uh, I do think that they're back, but I'm not going to say round. I'm just going to say beer. First off, by the way, let's all marvel that Anthony was able to meticulously in detail ask answer the question and father at the same time without <laughs> even skipping a beat. Yes. You, you you learn you learn the skill over the years. <laughs> oh my um, god. Fortunately, Anthony, I'm not buying into the hype, but I like Bruce Cassidy. So it is just a beer. So it's, it's not, I'm not going crazy. I'm not saying anything else. Cause also Vegas's other problem was injuries last year. So they all have to stay healthy. And their yeah. other problem is the salary cap too. They got to manage that. Well, so they're not going to have to, they, they've got LTIR being used between, uh, between uh, Shea Weber. Um, and then you've got uh, Robin Leonard and Nolan Patrick right now. So, you know, they'll, they, they'll have space regardless when those guys come back. I'm minus Weber, obviously. All right. And we mentioned that the Golden Knights won last night and that the player that scored last night, Mr. Jack Eichel, we've had a lot of conversations when it happened with him. So Jack Eichel will finish with more playoff goals than Mike Trout will finish with playoff hits. And currently... This is the ticker. Filk, I would love to hear I am, one. I am buying everybody around, and I don't ever want to hear anybody talk about Shohei Otani for MVP ever again, with, with, or at least for this season, I should say, with the way that Aaron Judge hit. So, uh, yeah, Mike Trout ain't making the playoffs again because the Angels are just atrocious, poorly ran, poorly constructed, and Jack Eichel will finish with more playoff goals. Anthony. Um, 
So I, I've said this before. I don't really, I don't follow baseball that closely enough to really know. I mean, I know Mike Trout's obviously a very good player. He makes a lot of money, and um, you know, he's been one of the better players in the league over over the last little while here. But um, it's hard for me to say. But I, I will know. I will say this in regards to the hockey part of it. Um, you know, Vegas isn't guaranteed to be, in, you know, in the playoffs. I'm sure they'll be close, uh, and they might even make it, but. There's no guarantee they do make it. The Western Conference has some pretty strong teams right now. Um, so I'll, I'll go with beer. I am in amazement that I could even ask this question. I watched it yesterday. I saw the the uh, the tweet that said Jared Kelenic right now has got more playoff hits than Mike Trout does. And I'm just going, are you kidding? Like, this is one of the best baseball no, players totally around. Can't get him in the playoffs? That's totally but- believable. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, unfor- un- un- it's it's unfortunately I have to say just a beer because Jack Eichel can't get in the playoffs, even when Jack Eichel is the best player on his team and everything's going well. It's just he he just can't seem to get his team into the playoffs, and that's that's frustrating enough just to think about. And I I don't I don't know I'd be at wit's end if I was him. I I, I wouldn't know what to do. Hey. I uh, didn't know where the screaming was coming from. That was actually my house. So, or, or over there. Uh, so anyway, guys, that's the end of Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk. It is, uh, it's great to have all three of us back together on it. We are going actually at a great clip. We're at 53 minutes right now. And uh, are you guys feeling good enough to want to do an honest press conference real quick? Uh, I don't even know what we would do it about. Well, we was mean, not prepared for that. Well, I I have one person that is a constant uh, guest of honest press conferences, and his team starts tomorrow night. I'd oh, like geez. to hear what he thinks about it. Connor, uh, just, can you give me your sense of kind of where where the group is at? Once again, my teammates come up short. Yeah, I'm totally sandbagging him right now on it because it's always a good time. Could I just get a statement from Big Lou on what the Islanders are going to be doing this season? <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're really we're really playing with fire here as uh, as he already uh, despises us uh, from cutting our partnership here, Mark. But uh, hey, <laughs> damage is done, so you, you might as you might as well um, screw so, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so mark um I, i'm only agreeing to come on your show uh just to just to disparage you because as you know i already killed your 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 uh partnership uh that you guys had with uh alexander um romanoff um you know so i i really hope you and i really hope you enjoyed that because i really i really enjoyed putting the screws to you there mark no no one talks no one talks down about uh myself uh, and my organization, uh, who dare criticize me? Um, everyone knows I'm the best GM of all time, um, and that I have I have some ties with certain you know Italian people. I'm not not going to say the name of it or whatnot, but um, and you know what happens when you cross me, Mark. So uh, I'm just letting you know that I still have my eye on you, and you'll never you'll never work with Alexander Romanov. Um, or any player will come on this show as long as I'm general manager. I'll take it a step further. Even if I leave, I will tell John Ledecky and ownership group that whoever replaces me, that they do not do business with you and your affiliation. 
Um, I'll take some questions. But all that being said, Lou, what do you think about your team starting tomorrow night? Uh, I love my team. Um, I think I made that clear by by not uh, by not bringing in Johnny Gaudreau, who I did have talks with on on July first, and um, I just didn't want to pay him, you know, nine and three quarter million dollars, Mark. If that's if that's anything to you, um, I, I decided not to do it. Um, and Nazem Kadri, yeah, I, I had that I had that deal in the bag. Um, he, Nazem agreed with me, and on the third day of free agency, but I do things my way. He got tired of waiting. I wasn't ready to move yet. Um, and so be it. I lost out because of it, but I do things my way. You should know that of all people, Mark. Um, like I said, yes, I, I get so. what I want. I get what I want and I cut out your deal. What are your thoughts on that? Let me ask you a question. How do you feel that I ruined your partnership? A glorious one that was going to probably bring a lot of viewers to your channel and whatnot. And I, I, I am the sole reason that that did not happen. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I would have to say, I guess I should be more respectful, sir. That would be what I would say that I, I need to make sure that I, I am, I am totally not doing things that are gonna, gonna end up with a horse's head in my bed. So I, I saw, I, say, sir. I, I saw that nose picking meme. I didn't like it. And <laughs> I, I know it was you that did it because you handle all the social media, you handle it. And I'm looking, yeah, I, I, I need to, I need, I need to get her, get around and, uh, just, Get less of the social media and you, out of my and, you know where, and you know where that Anthony LaRocco fellow is? Because I also heard him, um, you know, talk about me and, and say maybe I'm losing touch and I didn't do enough. That's another reason why I cut out your partnership. It's not just you and your smug face. It's your partner, too. You know, how, how dare he, an Islander fan, criticize me and, and the New York Islanders? You're supposed to be loyal. You're supposed to be a homer. And you know what? He wasn't. Told it like it is. And I don't like that. So, you know, he, he may he may have that video of Ramon off on his phone that the world will never see. It's ready to post, but he can't do it. And he knows he can't do it. And, you know, you can't post it either because all hell I will unleash on you. If there are any other questions aside from this Mark Williams character, I'll, I'll be I'll be gladly to take them. So, Lou, you said you loved your team. Is that why you really didn't make any moves? Uh, yeah, like, like I like I told Mark uh, earlier when uh, I guess you had stepped out. Um, you know, I, I talked to Johnny Gaudreau on on July thirteenth. Uh, he had interest in coming to the team. I just, you know, I do things my way. He he wanted almost ten million dollars, and I said no. I what the number I come up with is the number that you take. And he, you know, he didn't want to play that game. You know, Nazem Kadri, he wanted to play that game. We have that relationship to Toronto. He 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 agreed to come here. Um, he got tired of waiting. He told me, um, you know, make, make you know, do what you got to do to create the cap space or I'm done waiting. And I told him, now, look, you know, I do what I want. Big Lou does what he wants. You don't tell me what to do. Um, he didn't like that. You know, he packed his bag and he went to Calgary. So I, I did try to do things. But again, I, I just do things my way. And if no one likes it, tough noogies. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Lou. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make sure that we're a lot more respectful Whenever we're we're talking, you better, you better. I remember, Mark. I have my eye on you. Out of all the three of you to do this, you are the one that really gets under my skin. And you better watch out what you say because I, I have my eye on you. Well, it it, it all, it's it's just, sir. That, that that was just one phone call, and I thought it was a different number. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't respect you. But, oh yeah. 
Oh, geez. At least it would be a whack that I'd be proud of. Um, <laughs> that'd be the way I'd go. Phil, do you know if Gerard Gallant has anything to say? Well, uh, I like the boys and the, and the looks that we got, but um, we really uh, dominated Tampa Bay there. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of guts, a lot of heart. Boys played hard. Uh, I know Kravtsov, he, uh, he's out there today, but uh, I didn't like that play from Victor Hedman. I don't like that. I, th I think maybe Victor Hedman should try to play that with me. Think how, how about I stretch his neck, you know? So, uh, Victor Hedman, you want, you want to talk about Lou watching out for uh, people on podcasts? Victor Hedman, I'm watching out for you, buddy. I'll, I'll come stretch your neck. They don't call me Turk for no reason, all right? So, but, yeah, the boys uh, looking good. I got my uh, got my swole on at the gym the other day. You know, I'm benching probably about 350. No problem, no sweat. So, you know, pretty scary looking dad, right? That's what, that's what I uh, that's what I aim for over here. But uh, you know, I got this guy over here asking me about um, Lane Lambert. I think Lane's gonna do all right with the uh, the Islanders. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good guy. He's a good friend of mine. I think if anybody uh, ever tried to mess with him, I think I'd go stretch their neck too. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Lane, I don't want you to do any good against me. That that that's it. Love you, but you know, when it comes to facing you. I'm taking you out, taking your team out too, and not the dinner, to the trash. So, but uh, yeah. So Vitaly Kravtsov, I got no update on him other than day to day. Um, my, my favorite Dryden Hunt would probably be in the lineup. I mean, we know how much I love Dryden Hunt. I, lo I love I love players who uh, give it their all, skate their uh, tails off. You know, so Dryden Hunt will. Uh, probably uh be in the lineup and yeah I, I got this guy over here saying that he that i trained in the heart dungeon i i I'm, I'm familiar with the hearts you know you know Stu hart brett hart owen hart yeah i'm familiar with all of them I, I i dabbled in the dungeon a little bit there so yeah but um you know the boys are ready we're uh we got some revenge on tampa even though i i i'd rather take that series win than been in the stanley cup finals but you know what We'll, we'll, we'll take beating their ass for, you know, a game to start off the season. You know, Mika Zibanejad looks like he, uh, he's got some pep to his step. I like that. And um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one last question here from uh, some of the audience. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that uh, Patrick Nemeth is no longer on this team. I, I think he should have been fired into the sun out of a cannon. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, He's gone. I like Zach Jones. I like the way Zach Jones played. And that's uh, that's a wrap for that. You Either you two uh, have any questions? Uh, Anthony, do you have any questions for him? Uh, yes. Uh, so, Gerard, I know, you, you know, you're probably starting to move past this because the season started and this deal already took place. But um, what, what were your thoughts on uh, what went down with Niels Lundqvist and, you know, him requesting out and trading a young defenseman that had a lot of promise? And and do you feel uh, do you feel anybody any a little bit responsible maybe of him not getting a job on your roster full time at any point? Well, Nils is a right shot defenseman. He's right handed. And uh, the last I checked, he wasn't going to get a, a chance over someone like Adam Fox, who was a uh, defending Norris winner last year. You know, you got a Norris winner there. You got a guy that just got named captain and Jacob Truba, you know, who the boys love. Everybody loves troops in the locker room. You know, Jake, Jake's our captain now, so he ain't going anywhere. And then, and then you got, 
Schneids, who uh, who came up last year, and he absolutely uh, played the part. He he played really well on that third pairing and stabilized it, despite the fact that he had an anchor on his left side. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he was going to get any playing time over those guys. It's nothing against Nils. You know, I wish Nils the best of luck, and the fact that we got a first-round pick for him is great. That's That's great for this team's future. So now we get to see what we have in our three right-side defensemen. Our, all, our unit played great last night. Uh, they dominated Tampa, kept Tampa to the outside. Igor looked really good in net, didn't have to face a ton of high-danger chances. This is what we want our games to be like every night. We know it's not going to be that way, but you know what? It's a good start, and it's a good effort from the boys. Now I want to see more consistency out of Zach Jones. And if uh, you know if somebody goes to mess with Zach Jones, I'll stretch his neck like Victor Hedman's. Uh, Turk, I just got to ask you a quick question. So Mika Zibanejad going for the hat trick last night, just missed an open net. Do you think he might have Ryan Strom itis after that? I, I think Ryan Strom, uh, needs to probably spend a little more time shooting into, uh, hockey nets on his basketball court with tennis balls from about five feet away because he still manages to miss empty nets with nobody in them. You, you could see the Detroit shootout last year. Um, and then Ryan Strom is not my problem anymore. He's in Anaheim. Let him play around with lacrosse, uh, lacrosse boy, Trevor Zegras. You know, he, they can, they can play whatever the hell they want to play together, horse or whatever version of hockey game you want to play with that. But, uh, Ryan Strom ain't my problem anymore. Uh, pretty happy that we're not going to miss empty nets now with Vinny Trocek and Vinny Trocek can actually win faceoffs and play defense. So have fun, Ryan. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. No problem. All right. There is a quick one sentence statement that said from our third guest, which is Jack Eichel, who just needs to say one thing. Yo, did you see me play last night, Mark? Suck it. Anyway, so back to back to us. That was honest press conferences where we say what the athletes are really thinking. So why didn't you have me do Eichel? What the hell? I, you know what, you're always the best Eichel, but I also thought the informative George Gallant was going to be you, and I, I could have gone with that, because we do got to get to Q&A. We have about uh, 15 minutes left of Q&A tonight, because we have, er uh, the, the great part about night shifts is er we got people available, but our time is a little bit more limited. So, uh, let's go with some of the questions that you guys might have. So, uh uh, this is actually a good one. I'll answer this one first. Um, SJ Miola says, I don't know much about Zach Jones. Saw some good things. And can I, uh, can we elaborate? Uh, yeah, I'll gladly elaborate. Zach Jones is a, I believe a third round pick from 2019. It's a puck mover. Kind of reminds me of an Adam Fox light, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, he does a lot of the things that Fox does at a lesser level, but he's a better skater and a better shooter than Adam Fox is. But um he is going to be a real solid puck mover. He could be a guy that could be on a lot of teams' power play units. He's going to be on the number two unit for the Rangers. And we were expecting offense from him, but his defense really impressed me last night. He made a few really good plays on guys like Point and Kucherov and then uh, made some plays on Nick Paul, like I was talking about before, where he got body position on a guy that's much bigger than him and separated him from the puck. So uh, I am very happy with the way that Zach Jones played. 
Uh, that could stabilize that third pairing with him and Schneider. And that's that's big because the third pairing was a problem last year for the Rangers. Top four was generally good. Um, but the third pairing with Patrick Nemeth and Libor Hayek coming in and playing minutes on it was just an atrocity. So um, good to have uh, good to have someone who can actually play on that third pairing with Schneider. Nice job, guys. We haven't had any sex bots in a while, but they just picked <laughs> up right there. Yeah, so I saw that before. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. Uh, by the way, Anthony, what do you guys think about starting up against Florida? Is that like a great to have that test like that right away? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, I think, you know, for with, with the home opener, you know, you have, you have the crowds. Of- oh, and you muted yourself. You muted yourself, Anthony. Yeah. Cause the, the dog, the stupid dog was barking. Um, I think, <laughs> I think having, I think having a good team, um, on the home opener is, is a good test. Uh, but again, what I was saying was, you know, you have obviously everyone's jazzed up from the crowd, so it gives the advantage a little bit to the Islanders. Um, even though Florida, you know, is slated to be the better team, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. you know, Florida's don't get me wrong, they're, they're going to be a good team uh, for sure. I just wonder if the move they made with you know swapping out Huberto for Kachuk, chemistry wise, how well mesh with Barkov because they had a really good thing with Barkov and Huberto. They were a dynamic duo. Um, no mm-hmm. guarantee that Chuck and him will mesh uh, the same way. Um, and then overall, if you guys look at their defense, um, you know, with losing Uyghur, um, outside of, you know, Ekblad, um, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really in love with Florida's defense, um, to be honest with you. And I think Bobrovsky is a, is, is a question mark. He could be very mm-hmm. erratic and consistent. Um so I think just because of the division they play in, I do think they'll be one of the top three teams. But I'm not, I'm not scared of Florida as where like when the Islanders play the Hurricanes, I'm scared of Carolina. I hate playing them. The style yeah. they play, they play. It's a bad matchup. I hate it. I don't have that same feeling when they play Florida. Don't get me wrong. It's still a very good team, but you know, overall, I actually feel pretty good going into the home opener tomorrow. I so you have a thought on that? I know I want to get that out. I, I, I like Florida's offense still. Even though they they traded Huberto for Kachuk, I, I still like their offense. I don't like their defense. I, I think Forsling could end up scoring more points than he scored last year, which would go a long way to helping them defensively and offensively. And my but fantasy team. I, I just I, – I don't um, – I'm not scared of their defense, though. I'm not. And – I, I love what they're going to bring offensively. I, I don't think much of Bobrovsky anymore. I, I mean, he's been in Florida for a little bit, and he hasn't really looked anywhere close to that Vezina caliber goaltender this entire time. Spencer Knight's the future. I get it. But I, I'm with Anthony here. I'm, I'm not scared of them. And I think Toronto's going to win that division. I think they're going to win that division pretty handily. What they do in the playoffs is another story. But I, I really I, – I don't, I don't see it with Florida anymore. Uh, they had a chance, unless they go get a defenseman. I I, I don't see where, I, I I don't I don't see the fear in them anymore. I I think they're going to be a run and gun team that's going to win a lot of games by like four three five four six five type scores. And you know you could do that in the regular season, but come playoff time, that's going to be yeah. a big issue for them. 
So yep. it's much different I, trying to do it against New Jersey on a Saturday versus in, in November than Tampa in May. Exactly. That, that's why, that's why I think Toronto. Yeah. I mean, Murray and Samsonov is not really a good, a good tandem, but for the regular season with the way they score, they could probably get by with still being a really, really good regular season team. But that yeah. th- those wheels are going to completely fall off the bus come playoff time. Absolutely, and it's going to be another year where they fail to win a playoff round, and finally maybe we'll see some change. But Here, I, here's I, a question that I would pose: Does Toronto have the worst starting goaltending or the worst the goaltending tandem in the league right now? Oh, it's They've hard to say. I think them. they got the best upside. Um, because I would, their I mean, upside could be good if Samsonov really did all the training with uh, Igor Sesterkin, like they said he did in the offseason. But then again, I, my problem isn't with Samsonov on this. It's this. Because that's well, Arizona's goaltending? I like Carl Vimelka. It's just he, – he's – I would He's rather have Vimelka and, and then either of Toronto's two goaltenders. Give me Vimelka over those two. Uh, Buffalo's yeah. goaltending off the top of my head. Uh, well, the question is, what is uh, – Oh, God, Phil, you got to help me out on this one. Uka Pekka Lokanen? Yeah. I just call him UPL because that is a hard yeah. name for <laughs> I, yeah. I, the worst part is I think I got it right. Does anybody can anybody verify that for me? But anyway, you, UPL. So UPL if, and- if he comes in and he's as good as what people are saying he is, then maybe there's lightning in a bottle there. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. They're goaltending. I mean, Eric Comrie, he's going to be okay and serviceable. What's he going to be like with 35 games under his belt, if not 40? So Chicago. Speaking of Buffalo. How did Matias Samuelson get a thirty million dollar contract yeah. without scoring a single NHL goal? Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's bizarre. To what me. is going on? Just when you think Buffalo was turning a corner with their front <laughs> office management and, and, and you know trading Eichel and and getting this this new you know culture in the locker room and everything like that, Kevin Adams goes and does another big brain dumb dumb move. Oh <laughs> yeah. man! Wow. That was that um, raised. My I got to write this down for for future uh, posts. By the way, and but by the way, Anthony, but sorry to cut you off on that one. I was actually going to commend Kevin Adams for the job that he's done. Now it's like then he does something like this, and they re-signed um Don Granado. Congratulations to him. Yeah, um, Chicago's goaltending is another is another tandem I would say rivals Toronto's. Just unbelievable, uh, Ch- Ch- Chicago. I mean, they're they're working with freaking Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. I would rather have Morazic than Samsonov or Murray, though. And, and Stalock's <laughs> a decent backup. At least we know that he's like a decent backup. Murray and Samsonov are both trying to be starters, and they're not good at that. So then, when it's going to be like that Alexander Georgiev situation, when you know when that guy fails and he ends up having to be a backup. One, how is that going to affect his psyche? And two, is he going to be reliable playing, you know, every, you know, every like five to 10 days instead of playing every other day, you know, because that that's a big thing for starters and backups as we witness as Ranger fans with Alexander Georgiev. Like when you're starting, you get into a rhythm. 
And yeah. when you're not getting your starts, it's hard to get into that rhythm and, and hard to be an effective goaltender. So for, for me, one of those two goaltenders, when they lose that battle, because it's going to happen, I, I would I would imagine, um, it, is going to be forced into a situation where they're not playing as many games and it, it's going to hurt them more than it helps. So, well, by the way, uh, Anthony, I know your time is getting limited. Uh, did you have any bet recommendations? I mean, I, I placed a lot of uh, a lot of parlays today, but um, uh, just to make it – and well, the game's already started, though, too, so that's the issue with making these because now even if someone wanted to, I'm not – depending on what, you know, betting website you use, I'm not sure if you can still make the bet, but um, did a, a parlay of Ovechkin, uh, Matthews, and, and uh, uh, Ajo scoring a goal tonight. Uh, so none of them have so far, but – that's that's just one of the many ones I placed. Um, um, although David here, David Pasternak scored for Boston, the the Bruins are up two nothing now, um, and Michael Bunting yeah. scored for Toronto, so they're up one nothing on Montreal. And speaking of Michael Bunting, I was reading that the the Leafs are uh, contemplating giving him a uh, eight year extension um, at some point. Bunting? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> As my eyes started to open wide, I had to look down and see what Phil's reaction was. That, yeah, yeah just twenty-six-year-old rookie. Yeah, twenty-six-year-old rookie who had one good season so far. That's it. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's. I don't know it, how Kyle Dubas continues to keep his job, but on that note, I'm gonna get going. I got some things I'm gonna do. AEW is coming on, so I gotta watch that. Yeah, and um, love talking hockey with you all. Two nights in a row for me here, loving it. We're back <laughs> in the swing, boys. Big Apple Hockey is back. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, another great show. I know you guys both got to sign off, and I'm gonna play us out of here right now with my cousin Bill's song. Bye bye, everybody. We're gonna be doing content, and and we're just gonna be getting as much content out there for you guys. Look for us in the shorts. Look for us for. A lot of our a lot of our stuff. I'll probably have the honest press conferences up uh, since I totally blindsided everybody with that today. But guys, thank you very much for joining us today. It's a it, we're gonna do more shows, even though they're gonna be shorter. But thank you very much. We'll see you soon. All right, see y'all later. Bye.